The Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio, featuring everything Savannah State. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Sean Quinn Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, glad to have you all hanging out talking some Savannah State Tigers football as it is finally game week here in Savannah. It's been a really long time. Uh, Joined here by the head football coach of the Savannah State Tigers, Sean Quinn. Man, since you took over as the head coach, this has been like a running joke with us. Haven't had a normal season. I don't know if we'll call this one normal yet either with uh, the the super seniors coming back and just how crazy the protocols are right now. But it does, to me, Coach, feel like for the first time in two years that same kind of excitement going into the first week of college football. Definitely, um, you know, excited to, to get back to, to uh, playing football and doing what we do, which is going out competing and getting better every week and working on a new new addition of the team. It's like a, a new band um, that you go get a new set of playlists and, you know, play a little cold play, maybe open up a little stones, um, maybe throw a little prints in there because everything's a little different, you know. So, but um, excited to get out in the field and, and play a really good team and, and you know, we got a long way to go. We're, you know, somebody asked me the other day, how far along are you? I said, well, we got the, the training wheels on. Um, we're hoping to get those off here at some point and then go to be able to ride with both hands on the handle, bar handle and eventually ride with no hands. So uh, new team, new new opportunity, and uh, but a lot of fun stuff ahead and a lot of good games, a lot of good opportunities the next couple months. And we'll dive into that big game you'll have coming up this weekend as y'all head out to play Valdosta State Coach. But I want to go back. Uh, really just to the beginning of this year. As I mentioned, you did get the one game uh, that you got to play, but beyond that, it's been a long time since these guys got to hit somebody else. Uh, And I know for you guys, it had to be interesting with so many days between actually having a game week, even as coaches, keeping your mindset correct, right? Because you guys get so into a schedule every single year, whether it's recruiting, uh, spring football, then going into summer workouts, into the fall camp. What has this la- these last 18 months been like for you trying to navigate that? Because you're not just managing players, you're managing a coaching staff as well. Definitely. Um, you know, we're creatures of habit, and when that habit gets changed, it screws with you a little bit. And, uh, you know, not having the biorhythms of last fall still uh, was really strange. You know, we played a couple games this spring, uh, one on the road, one at home, and that was good, but it just was weird. It was like playing golf with uh, all mulligans that you had gotten in the tournament. So, um to get to go do it this fall is nice. Just get back to it, Christian. I, you know, um, August is training camp. Uh, September, October, November, December is play football, and then recruit starting. You know, late December, early January. So, we want to get back in that, and that's the way it's meant to be. So it's good, and I know it really threw our kids for a loop, our coaches, um, and it's taken some time to kind of get back in the groove and still feel surreal a little bit that we're getting ready to play. To be honest with you, um, you know. You keep waiting, you know, hope that somebody doesn't cancel college football again here at the last second. But uh, I'm pretty excited and uh, not a lot of sleep and a lot to do. So um, we just got a lot of work to get done here in the next couple couple days and uh, next couple months. And coach, as I mentioned there, Valdosta State uh, coming up on the schedule. We'll dive into that game preview uh, coming up here in a little bit. But uh, look, coach is a busy man getting important phone calls. It's game week. I'm sure uh, that I'm sure that thing doesn't stop ringing all day. Uh, but the roster that you have coming back, some really phenomenal players on. I wanted to start with a guy we talk about a lot, one of my favorite players to watch in college football in general, uh, D'Angelo Durham. You see the undefeated uh, from ESPN ranks him as their number two player uh, at an HBCU. 
just there has to be a sense of pride for you because I know that guy has played a lot of football for Savannah State, but seeing him get recognized at a national level uh, has to be really cool for you to see. Yeah, you know, I'm all for our guys getting every awards. I mean, if they could all win the Heisman or the Lombardi or, you know, uh, get an NIL deal like the quarterback at Ohio State, I'm all for it, man. These guys work hard, and they got a lot of things stacked up against them. So um, I'm excited for him, excited for our guys that they get an opportunity to do something like that. And for him to be recognized, you know, obviously I think he's a pro prospect. I mean, he's got to have a great year and then make a decision whether or not he comes back and plays a fifth year or, or graduates or what he does. But um you know, he's an awesome guy, awesome dude. And, uh, you know, Augusta's been good to us, Christian. We've got five guys from Augusta, six, I think, now, and five are starters, and the six will be a starter. So it's been a great area for us. And uh guy can play, man. He's a good football player and good guy. And uh, so I'm happy for him. And, you know, we've told recruits you come here, and especially if you're a tailback, man, you're going to get the spotlight on you because we're going to run the football. Well, you mentioned the tailbacks right there. What is that rotation going to look like? Is it going to be – like 60% D'Angelo Durham with 40% other guys rotating. When you have a guy that talented, is he going to see a bulk of the carries? Uh, you know, I, I, I never a prognosticator, um, but I will tell you this. I, I think our guys, you know, we want to play by committee, you know, have as many guys that can play different positions. Um, you know, many guys rep with the WWE concept, tag team wrestling. You know, we'll play. We got another tailback. We really like Shamarcus Poole. He's had a great camp. We got a freshman, Trenton Johnson from uh, McIntosh, who's done a really nice job in camp. Jordan Grant is a good local player. So, you know, as many as D'Angelo can go, and he needs a breather, and hey, tap, tap the hand. I'll jump in the ring. You go back, and it's old. You know, Monday Night Raw. Remember right. when you were a kid watching oh, yeah. wrestling, watching Hulk Hogan and Rodney Piper, Rowdy Rodney, all those guys tag team wrestle. So that's kind of the concept. But obviously, D'Angelo's the lead guy and all that. And uh, Everywhere I've been, we've always played more than one tailback. When I was at Tennessee, Jamal Lewis was a great player, but we had Travis Henry. You know, we had other good ones. Um, and everywhere I've been, you're going to have more than one. And, um, but you ride that guy and then try to keep him fresh and get some other guys that are different styles to kind of be a changeup. So I'd say he'd play the majority of the snaps, and uh, he don't want to come out. So that's a good problem, too. Is this but, a Devon um, Gibbons offense right now? You know, it's – Without saying too much, that's an interesting question, man. That, that's we just we've been having that discussion. There's a couple of guys that have really had good camps, and uh, that could be a multi-headed monster. We'll see kind of here game one where we go with it, and from there, um, which is a good a good problem to have is to have a couple of guys you feel comfortable with. Is this um, offense and, and with feel a, like you can win with? I was gonna say, was this offense with Coach Demasi uh, calling plays? Does it kind of lend yourself to being able to switch out the quarterbacks a little bit more than some other offenses? It does. If you were calling them, especially if you were the OC, we could switch them out all the time. You proved that in the spring right. game two springs ago. You were the man. So um, we may need you have you come in and clinic us on how to run, got you. run the football and throw it. So we, we may have that one scheduled here soon. But, uh, you know, you, when you run the option like we do, you're going to have to have multiple quarterbacks because those guys are going to take some hits. I know at Georgia Southern we had Jarek McKinnon, Jay Shaw, um, Russell Demasi was one of our – we played multiple guys in – over the course of the season, when you run the ball, you take more hits. And we just feel like kind of that same style, man. You know, I'm a big believer if you're traveling, you better be playing. And we don't want to have a bunch of guys on the team that don't play that travel. And so, you know, we'll play multiple guys there. And, uh, you know, we also got to look to the future with the future quarterbacks we got. Coach, some talented guys uh, at the other skill position as well, wide receivers and tight ends, really good pass catchers on this team. Who are some guys you're excited to see get out there? Uh, at tight end, Julian Roberts has had a really good spring. I'm really excited about him. Um, I really feel like he's made a ton of headway. 
a local guy here from Memorial Day, uh, Brent Carr, who was a state champion wrestler, believe it or not, playing wide receiver, which doesn't happen a whole lot, from West Lawrence has had a really good camp. Demi Colbert from Upson Lee's had a really good camp. Dante Devereaux, who's from uh, uh, Hapeville Chapter Charter up in the yeah. areas, had a really good camp. So we, I think we're better at the skill position. we got Enosh Carter in the slot, who really had a really good year. Um, so I'm excited about the group of guys that we got. Um, I just want to see us get better and, and offensively just, you know, take another step, be able to run it. And I think the one thing we did um, in 19, which gave us a chance, and really, you know, if you look at any good football team, was we took care of the football, and that's what we got to do on Saturday, um, especially when you play teams with really good talent and uh, a bunch of ability to score. The turnovers generally will play a huge role in who wins the football game. So that's kind of been a, you know, big coaching point from day one here is taking care of the football and us being really good holding on to it. Coach, none of this goes on offense without those five guys up front. Do you guys feel like you've identified the starting five, or could we see kind of a rotation? Uh, you know, I think we got three of the five. We've got a local guy from South Effingham named Connor Vasher who's had a really good camp. He's our right tackle, Carvey King, who's been a really good steady player for us uh, and at left tackle, and Dylan McLeod, who's our center. Those three guys have played and started a bunch of games over the last couple of years, and then guard was kind of by committee in the spring we did sign some guys and brought some new guys in here and they've had good camps so i think we're better at guard than we were in the spring and uh but the offensive line you know i'm you look at the trajectory christian of clemson you know i i really try to pay attention to the elite ones and i got a chance to go over there a number of times and the one thing i noticed while coach sweeney was there was just the improvement of their offensive line when he was first there versus at the Last time I was there, how much better they were. And as they got better, they were able to then win national championships and then compete with Alabama because the thing with Alabama has been as good as they are at the skill, which is incredible, they're always the best up front. They have the best offensive line, the best defensive line, and that's the part people don't talk about with them. And that's where Clemson's made a lot of headway, um, being able to compete with them in Ohio State, you know, being really good on the offensive and defensive lines. You know, year in and year out, Alabama's got the best offensive line, the best defensive sure. line, and that's really the difference um, that's kind of undersold in, in the media. And, you know, our thought here is if we're really good up front on the O-line and D-line, you got a chance to win a bunch of games. Uh, no offense to any skill guy because they're important. <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, it begins you, you and ends got, at the line of been, scrimmage. You know, if the Ravens are good on the defensive line, they're going to have a chance to win the AFC North every year, and they seem to be good up front every year oh, yeah. um, on both sides of the ball. So I, I think – you know, we talk about the Odell Beckhams or the Odells of the world, and they're, they're great players. But if you're not good up front, it doesn't make a hill of beans. we got to take a quick break here. But we'll come back, take a look at the defensive side of the ball, and take a look at Valdosta State coming up this Saturday. More to come on the Sean Quinn Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. The Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Sean Quinn Show right here on ESPN Radio. Christian Gokel, glad to have you hanging out talking some Savannah State Tigers football. Uh, and, Coach, we were talking about the offense, but flipping it over to the defense, you guys have some leaders that are coming back, some upperclassmen that have played a lot of snaps for this defense. Have they started to develop a little bit of identity on that side of the ball as you finish up fall camp? Yeah, I still think we got a long way to go. I'd say we're a lot farther along offensively than we are defensively right now, which is a little bit disappointing to me, but uh, – um, you know, defensively, we've got a good, really good veteran front um, and a couple of linebackers that have played pretty, pretty good amount of snaps. Uh, secondary has been a little bit of mystery. We had our entire secondary out this spring. And so 
some of those guys are back and some have been injured and it's just been kind of a process. So we're not where we need to be by any means in the secondary yet. Um, but we're, we've got some good players and guys that played a lot of football. We had a number of guys that played against Miami as true freshmen. Now those guys are seniors. So they've been through some fires. It's a good way to get baptized when you're a true freshman in FCS football, go play Miami um, and get and you know, get indoctrinated in that way. And, and so a lot of these guys have had some big games under their belts and, so that's going to help us hopefully down the stretch. Well, Coach, I mean, I don't think it gets really any bigger uh, for a kickoff game than kicking off out in Valdosta against Valdosta State. Uh, first off, Gary Goff, the head football coach out there, he did a pretty phenomenal job uh, coming in, taking over a really tradition-rich program. I think he went 10-1 and one in his first year, made it uh, to the second round of the playoffs. Obviously, getting to the playoffs is everyone's uh, goal. What can you tell us about that Valdosta State program? Is it is it what we know, the powerhouse uh, that we've seen for so many years? Yeah, definitely. They're the gold standard in Division II. If uh, you take a poll of all the Division II coaches, that would be the number one program year in and year out. There's some other ones. West Florida obviously won it last year, and you know Valdosta State beat them in the regular season. Valdosta State's been the gold standard. It's kind of what, to be blunt, I want to. We want to be like here. Want to be a national contender every year. Have great facilities. Have great support, and get get some of the best players from Georgia and Florida. And that's what they've been able to do. Gary's done a great job there. Good football coach. Uh, they win a lot of football games. You know, it would have been real easy to schedule somebody that wasn't very good. Instead, we probably scheduled the top team in the country. Um, and I, the thought process is, we've got to play some good people out of the league and find out kind of where we're at. Um, we're nowhere near that where they're at right now, but. Uh, It'll be a good step, you know, stepping stone for us to kind of continue to get better and compete against what I think is the best league in the in Division Two, which is the Gulf South Conference. So they got it going there, and uh, we'll have to play our best ball to be in the game and have a chance to win, um, and you know, limit turnovers and, and play really good, solid football because they've got good players everywhere. Um, they're going to be more talented, bigger, faster, stronger than us at every spot. So we're going to have to play really good team ball. And, and be honest with you, I'm not telling you anything you already probably hadn't heard from me. That's going to be most weeks. Most weeks, the teams we play are going to be more talented than us, and uh, we're going to we're going to have to be, you know, just a bunch of blue collar guys playing hard and, and find a way to win. Well, coach, just the college football history nerd in me loves Valdosta State just because of some of the coaches that have come out there and some of the concepts, right? I mean, when you talk about the air raid, it came out of Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, is that a similar offense to what we're going to see coming up on Saturday? Are they still running those principles? As has or as Gary Goff kind of moved more towards the new spread that we're seeing everybody else run? You know, Gary and those guys, they've got a new offensive coordinator. They've got uh, their own style. They do, obviously, um, also State's the home of the air raid. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of history there that they have with that type of um, offense. But, you know, they can run it. They can throw it. They'll get in a lot of similar sets. They do a really good job. Um, you know, they've got their own flavor to it, as every coach does. But, uh, you know, they've been the cradle for a really – Honestly, the in invention of the spread offense and the, and the hatch attack and the uh, air raid systems all came from Valdosta State. So that's kind of the home of all those different systems. Um, you know, if you want to say the breeding ground for it, you know, in different different circles of coaching, like well, in yeah, you know, an option football, it's Citadel, it's uh, Army, and spread football, it's Valdosta State. And, you know, you hear a couple others, but really I'd say more synonymous than any Division One program probably is because from there a lot of good coaches have – left there you know uh, uh, something we don't talk about a lot christian is how many good football coaches have come out of here there's a ton of guys that have come out of savannah state oh yeah that have went on to coach major college football you know I, I feel very blessed i've got two of the good coaches on our staff that were here with us when we first year man race saying Moore, 
is at University of Alabama now, and uh, B.J. Johnson's at Texas Tech. And uh, we've had some good coaches come through here way before my time, um, and, and they've been all over the place. Uh, Fred McGriff, I think McGriff, Coach McGriff was at Ole Miss. So they've just been a lot of good coaches, and a lot of good coaches have come from the Division II level and kind of worked their way up. So, um, But they do a good job there, and they got a great program. And like I said, they're the gold standard. Um, we're trying to model ourselves as, as an athletic department, as a football program after a place like Valdosta State on how to do things the right way. Well, Coach, I know you guys aren't about moral victory, so you're, you're fully planning on going in there and doing everything you can to win this football game. Uh, what's it going to take, though? I know uh, an offense that can score a lot of points there at Valdosta State. Is this one of those situations where you can use your style of offense to kind of play defense a little bit against that offense? You gotta, you gotta be smart. Um, they're like Golden State was in their heyday. They can score a lot of points in bunches and in a hurry. So, you know, the best way to keep their offense from scoring is have them off the field. So we've got to be able to sustain drives. We've got to be able to uh, win the turnover battle. Um, they can run the football as well as anybody will play. They got a great quarterback that can throw it, run it. Um, he's super athletic and does a really nice job. Um, so we're gonna have to really honestly play our best ball and 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 be really good with the football and be good on special teams and make it a four quarter game. You know, they blow out a lot of folks early and the games are kind of over at halftime. So that's the biggest thing. You go in there with a great crowd. There'll probably be 20,000 there and go in there into that crowd and uh, an arena like that. You got to go out and play good football early on and just be poised and, uh, and do some good things with the football and hold on to it. And then, you know, win the field position battle. Um, and we've got good players. They've got really good players. So um, I'm excited to see our guys go out and compete and see what we can do. And Coach, we got to take a quick break, though. We'll come back with more of the Sean Quinn Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. The Sean Quinn Show on ESPN Radio. Wrapping up the Sean Quinn Show here, and Coach, quickly here, is there a different level of intensity going through a fall camp when you're facing an opponent like a Valdosta State to start the season? I know you mentioned this is a really good opportunity to learn a lot of things about your football team, but uh, as you're getting ready and getting into game week, is that intensity level a little bit different? Well, you know, you want to be prepared no matter who you play. I think if you told the guys we're playing Alabama versus Alaska Tech, there may be a little different thought process in their brains, but uh, I don't know how hey, good they play Alaska good football Tech, up at Alaska Tech. Yeah, the Aleutians, they're the, the fighting <laughs> Aleutians, but um, the fighting, uh, what is it? snowshoers or something but go. uh that uh but all joking aside uh, you know i know i knew coming into camp at the end of camp we had a formidable foe um you know our first year we played a really good florida tech team um you know my first year here we played uh miami and uab is who we had to start off with so you know there's never really been a patsy on our schedule uh, it just gets you that ready that much quicker um you know like i said it Knowing that was at the end of the at the end of the tunnel, it means you just got to do that much more work. But you know, I don't care who we're playing; we're going to try to prepare and do the best job we can. And uh, you know, obviously, the kids know that the quality of opponent is better than maybe some other teams. But you still got to get ready the same way and work your nuts off, or work your work your butts off. Um, you may have to edit that one there, but uh, you have to work your butt off and oh, yeah. get ready to go. And um, you know, I still think there's some rust from a year off, you know, even though we've had camp and all that, I just think there's a rust just because of the competitive cycle for us versus a division one program is a little different because we had that year off. So anytime you're a year off, there's a different feel to it. And if that makes sense, so that's kind of been the, the challenge of 
you know, coming out of the spring, but still feeling like you had some rust to get off for just having that year off. So that's kind of, I'm sure they have it. I'm sure every division two program has it because there hasn't been a lot of competitive opportunities in the last 16, 18 months. And coach, some rapid fire questions here to wrap up this week's edition of the show. Number one, better burger, tinfoil wrapped from a concession stand at a football game or going to a restaurant and getting one? Usually if you put it in the tinfoil, the trick is that it continues to cook. The juices continue to work through the meat. So I would definitely go tinfoil um, on it. I thought you were going to give me two different restaurants that I had to pick. Oh, from, no. So that was a little easier. Thank you on that one. No, I, I, um, I, I don't think anything beats a tinfoil burger from a concession stand. Yeah. yeah, the cheese is melted on the bread. It's just a little bit, just a little moist. Uh, you open it up and it just kind of this steam comes off. Yep. You know you're getting ready to have a party. And it's going to be one that you really want to be at. So. All right, Sean Quinn's playlist for long uh, road trips, either on the bus or on the plane. Uh, I've, I'm kind of new, some new genres, but uh, the Steve Kimmick band. Um, I, I'm a big Dave Matthews guy. I love some Almond Brothers. I uh, got to get to listen to the brothers on the road. Um, then I may even just put in some like uh, Sting, maybe a little Tom Petty, you know, just kind of chill it down a little bit. But uh you know, when I played, it was Metallica. It was uh, oh, yeah. a bunch of other things. I used to be do concert security for major bands, so I always had a lot of different things on the playlist. I'm pretty, pretty wide open. I love some some Bob Marley, so I'll get a little reggae in there too, and just and mix it up a little bit depending on how long the trip is. But if it's a ten hour deal in the on a bus, it'll be a lot a wide variety, and the, the shorter the trip, probably more intense the music is. All right, finally here, Coach. I don't know if you uh, you've been I'm sure locked in camp, but South Carolina. Their starting quarterback uh, this Saturday is actually a guy who was a grad assistant two weeks ago. Uh, so my question to you is this. One coach on the team right now that if he had eligibility and you could throw him in there could could contribute to the team? Uh, it would be Trey Morgan, our, our secondary coach. He played for us at Western Carolina, and he was the best player in the league for two years. So I think he's still got some snaps in him. Um, he could do a really nice job. Roscoe Bird, who's our, one of our new offensive line coaches, played at Georgia Southern and UAB, and he was a heck of a player, and he's about two and a half years, three years removed. So he looks like he could still pull and, and dig out a three technique. So it would be one of those two guys. It definitely wouldn't be me. I, I'd be in the uh, looks competition and win of that course. hands down. But uh, the rest of it I'll leave to these younger coaches. I know uh, every other coach that you didn't mention right now is is got some testosterone going. Their, their competitiveness is coming out. Russell Demasi's out there throwing a football like Uncle Rico right now. So you just you made some coaches mad right there, Coach. That's all right. I, I'm sure I made him mad after practice today. I was on him pretty good today. So, uh, but Russell could Russell could spin the ball. He was a spread guy who got somehow convinced to run the triple option, and uh, and then into zero blitzes for about two years there. So he's a brave <laughs> soul. I give him a lot of credit because. We knocked his helmet off more times than I can count when I was on defense there at Georgia Southern. Well, Coach, we appreciate it, man. I know you guys got to go continue getting ready uh, for that big game coming up against Valdosta State, man. But for everyone here at ESPN Radio Savannah, we're so excited to see a full season of Savannah State Tigers football, see you guys compete uh, for a conference title and for a spot in those playoffs. Appreciate it, brother. Always a highlight of the week getting to talk to you guys. And uh, I know your compadre there at ESPN Coastal is a big Blazer fan, so just try oh, to yeah. tell him to at least wear something orange or blue at one point this week. So I know, I know BJ just, you know, he's got to always have his red and black on. So I'm hope, but I'm hopeful that he'll at least give the Tigers a little bit of pity and wear something this week. Thanks. Go Tigers. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Savannah State Tiger Show. If you missed any portion of it, check it out on ESPNCoastal.com.